0: Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets, So that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. One of the challenges of instructional coaching is finding affordable, specialized training that's designed just for you. That's why we're excited to share an online event designed just for instructional coaches. The Better Together Conference is a free online event that connects you to thousands of fellow coaches around the world. It's a one-day virtual event with dynamic keynote speakers, including gym night and breakout sessions designed to help you grow as an instructional coach. Head to com front slash T-W-E to register for this free event. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash TWE, or you can click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I have a very special person on the podcast today, Duchess May, and we are going to have a really interesting conversation about feelings and where it belongs in coaching. So I met Duchess because she did a keynote at uh, CoachFest pretty recently and her energy is just contagious. And I wanted to have her on this podcast because she has a really important message around feelings. And so before we dump it, before we jump into the conversation, uh, I wanted her to introduce herself and just share what she does in the world of education.
1: So, I am Duchess May, the CEO of EDU Consulting Firm. We are a professional growth agency largely targeted at um, engaging, practical, and innovative instructional solutions for teachers.
0: So um, you you have a lot of experience around feelings with your own, right? You, you tell a really great story around your own journey, around just learning about your feelings, right? And I just remember part of your story was at the beginning of kind of your childhood and the beginning of your professional career, people were telling you to like, don't, don't cry. Right. To not feel your feelings. Is that right?
1: Exactly. Don't show your feelings on your sleeve. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeve. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't be so sentimental. You, um, definitely don't cry about anything, you know, around, you know, anyone, And it's just not the most I've learned. It's not the healthiest way to live life. Mm -hmm. Well, meaning, I get it. We always Mm -hmm. want to present this shield of professionalism, but we're human beings and feelings are just a part of our our natural, you know, physiological makeup. Mm -hmm. You can't help it Mm -hmm. because feelings are physiological. They are part of our bodies, but also a part of our bodies is this amazing mind that we have, this unfathomable brain, right? Mm-hmm. So regardless of what we're feeling, we still have the power um, to deliberately choose how we respond. Self-regulation mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. it's the key. <laughs> to yes, yes. yes
0: yes yes right and there's strategies around self-regulation and you know the thing I'm really hearing is step
1: one is feel the feelings feel the feelings feel the feelings right you're gonna feel it anyway right yes yes say that our feelings are running 80,000 times faster than our thoughts Mm -hmm. so you know the brain receives this information the sensory information and immediately is fight or flight without really thinking through logically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of the the, seeing the full picture so we're responding Mm -hmm. um sometimes quicker than we're thinking
0: Yes. And those are two different parts of our brain, our feelings part and our logical thinking part, right? So when yeah. we are in the middle of feeling our feelings, our logic part of our brain, that prefrontal cortex is not online and that's okay, right? We right. don't want to, we also don't want to meet someone in the middle of feeling their feelings with logic,
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. right?
0: We want to let them move there is through
1: a- it. To be found at that moment. And it's really... You know, when we talk about strategies, it's it's really those simple things of slowing down. It sounds so trite to say, but breathing, I know that sounds trite.
0: Exactly. There's a couple of thoughts I have about this. One is I'm so glad this is your message because often when I'm coaching coaches and leaders, it's it's the work that I do with them is around mindsets and motivations, right? And so feelings are absolutely part of it. But what happens is when inevitably they are experiencing feelings with me, they apologize. It's wild. wild. They apologize. And my response is always, hey, it is totally okay to not be okay. This is a natural part of you processing what is going on. Please cry, right? Please, please move. We want to move through it, not around it.
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, When you the apologizing piece is just so embedded in our culture that Mm -hmm. it's not okay to confess that you feel bad. It's not okay to confess that you're tired.
0: And, you know, we're talking about the physiology of feelings. There's a book I read um, about burnout actually. And it's, um, it talks about like our stress. We, when we get stressed out, it's not a linear experience. It's a cyclical experience. Actually we go, we initiate a stress cycle and it, um, they, they recommend the quickest way to complete your stress cycle is to go running. <laughs> now, there's other strategies and breathing is one, right? There's lots of different strategies. But they said the literally the most efficient is running and they equate it to, um, to animals, right? When animals experience stress right, the lions chasing the gazelle the, um, and the gazelles stress, right. That experiences a fight or flight. It flees the, the, the lion catches it right. And doesn't kill it, but it plays dead. And, and, and the lion goes away to get its cubs or, you know, whoever's going to feed it. And then it, it wakes up and it shakes itself and does this thing where it's literally is a physiological movement to, and then it runs away. Right to to move those chemicals through its body, and and us humans need to do that too.
1: Right, right. As you're saying that the physiological part, um, you think about that gazelle running mm-hmm. and his breathing. Yes, you know, yes. Breath, <laughs> air, oxygen. Mm-hmm. It actually clears the clutter from our brain, so mm-hmm. it clears um, some of that.
0: Mm-hmm. reactivate
1: yes. something that gets rid of some of that cortisol that is, you know, has your adrenaline. It's there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. No matter if you're acknowledging your feelings or not, it
1: is there. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> I did want to share this research that came out of um, the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. And it's based on that ruler method that says individuals who are recognized um, and understand you, um, and are able to label their emotions, mm-hmm. and better mm-hmm. determine how to express them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes to that self regulation, and I wanted to tie that to burnout. Mm-hmm. So um, teachers who are instructional leaders, who principals, who humans, mm-hmm. who. Um, apologize for their emotions, guard them. I'm not saying we should go out here and run them up, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about running, but who are totally self-aware and also have that social awareness. They're aware of others' emotions. Mm-hmm. That awareness actually decreases burnout. I mm-hmm. say that individuals, particularly educators who are trying to model. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Self, self-regulation, resilience, um, see, and all of these skills, we're ultimately modeling these things for students, right? So they can um, make good decisions in life um, and not respond to every changing wind or to <laughs> <Yes>. every comment. <laughs> um, individuals who are aware of their own emotions not only model it for others. They demonstrate higher levels of patience and empathy. I think we're living in a world now where we we need empathy Mm -hmm. (laughs) just based on, you know, everything that's happening. Um, They create safe environments for others to express their emotions and recognize them. And they encourage healthy communication. These are strong skills. These are strong, soft skills that we want all individuals to bring to a professional environment. But um, I think that's hindered when we don't allow people. We don't consider that everything we do in life is emotional, including, you know, leading learning, mm-hmm. living an yes. emotional experience. Yeah, we are emotional beings having thoughts. The more self-aware we are, um, I think the better self-disciplined we are. We can control our thoughts. We can make the conscious choice to to rock the day or we can choose to allow the day to rock us. I I just Mm -hmm. choose not to go that route.
0: Right, exactly. And I love how you're really hammering home the self-awareness and the social awareness. It starts there. Often when I'm working with leaders and coaches, they're like, What's the solution? Right. Like, thanks for telling me about feelings. What's the solution? Right. Right. And it's like it actually starts with you. Like you have to do the work. And the first step is noticing, right? Just just we're not, we're not just going about our day in automatic. I'm going to actually pause, move a little slower and notice. And in this case, right? we're asking you to notice your feeling
1: absolutely. It's like, um, it, you know, when people ask me to come into a school and and work with teachers, they oftentimes don't want me to say anything to them about the environment or about the culture or about the school processes. and it's all of it impacts the other like you're not gonna really improve instructional practice or student achievement if you don't get at the foundational um human level of the people that are carrying out these tasks and I'm talking both students and (laughs) adults right (laughs) well like we're we're a microcosm of the world itself, a school community, and we should be concerned about the social and emotional well-being of everyone. Like Everyone. Just do that, it, that mm-hmm. the politics of it, the business of it can't ever supersede the people of it.
0: The humanity. Love it. Right. So, yeah. I want to shift the conversation to where do feelings belong in coaching and leading where how how can we and very specifically that relationship between coaches and leaders with their educators? Where do feelings belong in that relationship?
1: I think feelings um again, I'll probably sound um repetitive that every each individual is aware of their own. Proclivity for certain things, they're aware of their own biases about certain things, they understand the strengths as well as the weaknesses that they're bringing into this dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That they listen to others and that they acknowledge feelings organically in real time in the context in, in, in which it is happening. That, um, I would want to feel in. I would want to um, create that sense of trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the I can trust you enough to be honest about how I'm really feeling about this data. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) right. Because yeah, right. And how I'm being perceived by this data, like the the dynamic. Should that's just an example? Should just um, promote. Healthy communication that's built on trust.
0: Mm-hmm. And it starts with the leaders and the coaches being aware of their own feelings and being aware that and creating the safe space for teachers to feel their feelings.
1: By modeling it themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So there's the self-reflection of the individual. Right. And and I'm going to bring it back to feelings here. Right. Self-reflection of the individual to be noticing your feelings. You're the only one that can notice your own feelings. Right. And then to reflect with someone outside of you to really understand why they're happening as we move through the feelings, not around them, and to understand, right, going through ruler. I love ruler, you know, because right. it's it's to learn what's going on, to express them in a healthy way, right? And, right, and to regulate. Regulation is at
1: the end of this. Absolutely. And it's because part of that ruler, too, is to know your triggers, Mm-hmm. which reference like, what is triggering this? Why am I angry? Why am I so annoyed right now? What is what is really causing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And that's really great partner work as well. Sometimes we can yes. do it alone. And sometimes we need a partner to talk it right. out. You've got to be really, <laughs> I think, uh, deliberate and intentional because our emotions are moving so fast, like you're mm-hmm. It has to become such a practice thing to pause and think and not immediately respond mm-hmm. um, just to get a, to work through the RULER method. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that step mm-hmm. of initiating the process mm-hmm. towards regulation is um, deliberate. It has mm-hmm. to be deliberate and intentional. It has to be a choice. So we have to wrap up this conversation. This has been so much fun.
0: (laughs) So um, I would love you to share with everyone, where can
1: the listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? Okay, so um, educonsultingfirm.com is our home. All of our social media links are there. Our blog page is there. So um, our website probably is the best place to find out about our work. Um and to get in touch with me. So educonsultingprime.com. You can find us on all social media platforms. And uh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, thank you for coming. This has been so much fun. Something that we didn't really get to touch on during this episode was where feelings come from. Like, why do we have certain feelings about some things and not about other things, but our friend next door doesn't have the same feelings. They really come from our interpretations and our perceptions about what's going on around us within school and outside of school as well. And here at The Whole Educator, we do work around being able to pull out our own interpretations about what is happening so we can be proactive about being empowered in situations that we are having disempowering feelings about. So this episode really did focus on managing our feelings when we are having them. And if you're interested in doing work on being proactive, about how you are feeling about certain situations, please reach out. We would love to talk to you about our work. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.